Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3. You're in the breakfast huddle this Friday morning with Elliot Dyanko, Manisha Tank and Ryan Huang. It is time for the bigger picture. And I hear merger metrics are on the agenda. So how do you tell when a good deal is a good deal, right? So right now in the news, they've been following the papers and around the REIT space. ESR REIT has been proposing a merger with Sabana REIT to create the fourth largest industrial REIT. So, so provide an observer to the ongoing tussle between ESR REIT and activist shareholders has kind of described the ongoing discussions as being in the intensive care unit. That's pretty much a rather bleak description, right? Because there seems to be a lot of work done going by the opposition that has been surfaced in the news. And one of them is from Quartz Capital, which is a fund manager, fund manager which owns around 5% in Sabana. They have called the offer a low-balling offer. Oh. So we are going to get some lessons, I guess, and what to take away from the offer so you know what metrics to look out for to tell if a buyer offer is a fair deal for shareholders. And on the line with us is Harvard Chu. He is Head of Research for Quartz Capital Asia. Morning, Harvard. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, guys. Thank you very much for having me back again. So I think, interestingly, uh, uh, I was just on your show in April mm. when we pitched uh, ESR Read and Sabana Read as two of our topics. So if you have invested in them, you will be probably up about 15% uh, to date. But you will probably be also in the same unique situation which we are in now. <laughs> yeah, so many things have changed in the past few weeks and months. Uh, Harvard, so let's walk through the idea of the merger first. In principle, do you like it? It will create the first or the fourth largest industrial REIT. And that makes sense when you think about how size matters uh, these days when it comes to competing in the REIT space, economies of skill, synergies and so on. What's your take on this? Correct. So uh, I think as we have actually written in our open letter to Sabana in November, so we actually like the merger idea, just not at the current proposed term. I mean, the main reason why we actually like this merger idea is because it actually solved the current issue we have, which is actually a conflict of interest. I mean, what is this conflict of interest issue that we talk about? Mm-hmm. The main reason is because ESR Cayman basically owns the controlling stake in the manager of both Sabana mm-hmm. and ESR REITs. So it is also one of the biggest shareholder or unit holder in the both REITs. And both REITs actually invest primarily in Singapore industrial real estate, which results in an overlapping uh, investment mandate. And, and, and you know, what do we mean by potential conflict of interest? So say you have a very, very great property, industrial property in Singapore. So the problem is who buys it? Is it ESR REIT? Is it Sabana REIT? Is it the REIT where ESR has a bigger stake in? Should they fight for it? Should they uh, collaborate together? Should they outbid each other? Who knows? Who decides? So basically, this merger is basically a very good way to solve this. And of course, the second issue, as we have rightly pointed out, is basically the size issue. So this merger will create a REIT with about the market cap of about $2 billion, and then assets of about $4 billion. So, you know, they can take on bigger projects, negotiate better financing costs. I think uh, if it's okay, uh, we would actually like to, to say something. So there's kind of a little misconception that basically Sabana benefits more from this merger deal. Mm. Uh, we, we would like to point out that basically this is actually not true. 
So, uh, and, and let me explain why. So, the main reason is given ESR is very high leverage ratio at about 42 and 43%, and you're not even counting the perpetual bonds. So, I don't see how ESR is going to get into the index unless they go for a huge placement or a rights issue. Uh, if the Savannah deals were to fall through. And of course, you know, uh, I think everybody knows that uh, one of their biggest assets in Tai Chi, that has actually quite a, a short lease and uh, the book value is also declining as well. So, yes, so you read unit holders has actually have to prepare for that. Well, you know, on the other hand, Sabana is a small portfolio. If the read manager executed well, we get a DPO of about 9 to 10% mm. a year. Happy shareholders and, you know, logistic assets is a you. It's a favor of the day because of the e-commerce boom, the resilient demand. Uh, you know, Savannah has high-tech business park chemicals. So the portfolio is extremely attractive for property players like GLP, you know, which was privatized quite a few years ago, sovereign mm. funds, pro lodges. So, you know, and also if, if a read like Maple Tree Ascenders were to buy it, it's actually extremely value equitative. So we're happy unit holders and we just okay. have to make sure that the read manager performs well. Yeah, Harvard, like you pointed out, the idea is good, creating a larger REIT, but you have to look at the details, right? And you pointed out Sabana REIT's gearing will go up to over 40% if it does go through. So not a great deal on that front. And you also pointed out, no, there is this intra-group dynamic right now. Um, it is owned by the same corporate parents, so to speak. So that raises the question of whether you are getting the best deal as both a seller or both a buyer. So on that front, Here's the part you don't agree with, and that is the offer price. In a nutshell, for every 100 units of Sabana REIT, you will get 94 units of ESR REIT. And you will, in fact, get a bit, if I calculate, more than 4% above the last closing price of Sabana's market price before the announcement. So that's 4% above the last closing price. Uh, Harvard, why do you think that's not a good price? Why do you feel it's undervalued? I think there's basically three key reasons uh, why we think this is not a uh, this is a very uh, suboptimal offer. So the first thing is NAV dilution. The second thing is basically Sabana unit holders will have a much lower DPU growth as a merged entity than as a standalone entity. And the third thing, as you correctly mentioned, is basically the high leverage post the merger. So uh, I mean, uh, uh, we actually have put all this information on our website, mm-hmm. safesabanareed.com. So we actually invite, you know, concerned Sabana unit holders to actually visit to to un- to understand more. So when we talk about NAV dilution, what we mean by it is basically Sabana's NAV is about 0.51 or 0.57 in December 2019, and this is 25 to 36 percent higher than ESR REIT, which is currently at about 0.41. And you know we've heard a lot of uh, commentators saying uh, NAV and book value is not important. We think that this uh, argument is uh, flawed or extremely wrong. Uh, I mean, the reason is basically like, I mean, if you look at it as a very, very simple uh, anecdotal uh, example. So, Sabanari is like a house, you know, where a lot of land where you can potentially put like the second or the third house on it. So, and also the owner has a very, very low leverage and they can actually do this project on their own. And now a buyer come and say, oh, look, I want to buy everything. Uh, but, you know, I'm just going to pay you based on the income of the one house you have. And let me just have the land for free. And of course, as the owner, you will say, no, you know, either you pay for the land or no deal. And anyway, you know, I'm just going to develop the whole land myself and then I'm going to get more income later. So an interesting matrix is that the Savannah portfolio at about 800 uh, million is only one quarter the size of ESR REIT. But we have actually 40% more untapped GFA compared to ESR REIT. 
Okay, so look and, out for things like NAV dilution, uh, book value as well when you are evaluating uh, the terms of a potential uh, merger. Harvard uh, Chu, Head of Research for Quartz Capital Asia with us, helping us break down the uh, proposed merger from ESR REIT and Sabana REIT. And Harvard, looking at what you have on the table, right, what alternatives are you proposing? What more can be done for, I guess, Sabana REIT to make the, or ESR REIT to make the deal sweeter or create more value? I mean, to be honest, uh, the the issue is uh, we don't really think that ESR can uh, ESR we can revise the offer, so we were also not uh, we and you know uh, Black Crane and a lot of uh, number of minority shareholders are also not accepting the the current offer. So we're actually planning further steps and actions to be uh, taken, but we actually have a lot of uh, we actually see a lot of levers where basically the Sabana manager can execute on basically to increase the DPU for unit holders. And, you know, this a lot of orders are actually quite easy to mm. do. So firstly, you know, we already have a retail component at 151 Lorong Chuan, uh, which is going to be completed by the end of this year. And it will start in early 2021. So it's a very high-value retail component. There's food court, F&B, supermarket. And we project that this alone will actually increase DPU by about 10 12%. Uh, basically next year. So this is already similar or even higher than what the merger deal is said to bring about. And then secondly, you know, if we look at it as an apple for apple comparison, so let's say if we bring Sabana's portfolio to a leverage level of about 42 or 43%, mm-hmm. this means Sabana can acquire about 130, 150 million of assets. So this can actually increase DPU by another... 10%. So, you know, and we're also not counting like optimizing occupancy rate, developing untapped GFA, lower financing costs once you drop the Shara compliance. So, you know, this can actually increase the view by another 10, 15%. So, you know, all together, this is about a 30, 40% increase in DPU. So, so I think, uh, Ryan, this part you have to help me. So, how does the Sabana REIT manager propose a suboptimal? Merger deal like this, when standalone, you already can get a 30, 40 percent increase in DPU growth just by executing all the levers that you have there. Yeah, so definitely something for minority investors to chew on, a lot of them to consider. And also for non-shareholders, look out for things like DPU, NAV dilution, gearing, book value when you are considering what happens uh, when you do get a buyout deal. We are chatting with Harvard Chu. He is Head of Research for Quartz Capital Asia. Harvard, thank you so much for your time today. Have a great weekend in advance. Thank you very much as well. You have a great weekend too. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.